Christmas specials, A Christmas Carol 2, Ebenezer Boogaloo, Day 2. There's a lot of semicolons in there, or colons, a lot. Anyway, yep. I'm your host, uh, Mitch, a with a colon, and also with a colon is my co-host, as always, Joe. Hello, how are you? Hello, Mitch. I, I'd be worried if I didn't have a colon. Yeah, well, many people don't, I guess. You know, they're unfortunate. Mm. But yeah, so, so anyway. No prejudice. We are back. We, we we talked yesterday about the whole Christmas Carol thing. Yes, we are back with another Christmas Carol episode. Today is not so traditional. Today is from the year of our Lord, 20, you know this better than me? 14. It is the Ultimate Spider-Man Season 3 episode, episode 17, Nightmare of Christmas, I think it was called. Nightmare on Christmas. Nightmare on Christmas. So it is on Disney Plus for anyone interested in watching along. Hmm. Now, I didn't know a lot about Ultimate Spider-Man. What's the colon there? Web Warriors? Something like I that. I don't yeah. think I had seen a single episode of this before we came into it. I remember when it first came out, it was the early days of the internet. And I was never a pirate. I didn't download things. And yeah, it was one of those shows that I just sort of missed and never got into. And it was a bit too kiddie for me from what I knew. From all reports, it's pretty damn good. I know a lot hmm. of the characters from the Disney Affinity computer game. Because there is a Spider-Man yep. section in the game and a lot of his supporting cast from this very cartoon is the characters in that. So Nova and Iron Fist are from that, this version of the Spider-Man yep. cartoon. Yeah, but I, I guess Spider-Man's one of those characters where he kind of does lean a little bit kiddie teen sort of in the fact that he is a teen himself so yeah well this is very much a teenage version so this version of spider-man there are many cartoons out there um this version has him as a teenager but it's also set in the semi marvel cinematic universe so pre the tom holland movies but it there's a samuel jackson looking nick fury and he gets a teenage peter parker into the avengers program or shield program so he's sort of known in that way and he has friends and that's where iron fist luke cage white tiger i think's in there as well and squirrel girl so there's a bunch of like other teenage friends that he hangs out with so it's like teenage angst comedy adventuring stopping bad guys in new york you know it, it's from all reports it was quite good so and this is obviously season three so it obviously lasted quite a bit but yeah, this this was um, a little bit of fun. Hmm. So I don't know how much this really follows the traditional Charles Dickens Christmas Carol. It's kind of inspired by that more than being an adaptation of that. Definitely inspired. So it starts off with Spidey doing his usual round swing around New York, and then there's an explosion at a bank, and out comes Shocker. Not a finger up the bum and two fingers in the... Oh, sorry, bleep it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not that sort of shocker. No, he's a he's a he's a costume criminal who was robbing a bank, and yep. Spidey sort of does his usual quips, collects him, does his bit, but he breaks his communicator while he's doing it, and, he, and he's just in he's in a miserable mood. He's you almost say he's in a Scrooge like mood as far as just being grumpy. Yeah, he's he's upset that he has to go and fight crime when he could be going out and buying Christmas presents for Aunt May and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so he's just he's, he's just in a grumpy mood, ends up having a fall. He falls down and he wakes up. And something that was a trope in this cartoon 
for a while was he had like a evil and a good Spider-Man that would pop up on his shoulders and give him, you know, that, that angel and devil on the shoulders um, and would just talk to him. So it was just his communication device that they had in the show. It was very cartoony and very anime in that way. And you're saying, oh, see, no one appreciates you. They're yelling at you, doing all this sort of thing. And he ended up falling down. When he wakes up, the animation style changed. and It's a bit cleaner, but it's almost like the 1960s, 70s Spider-Man cartoon, which for me was yeah. like really cool. It was like, oh, that's what I grew up with. And yeah, so he ends up, there's a robbery and there's three guys that he's trying to catch. Uh, I got their name. Montana, Ox and Fancy Dan. And yes, so Fancy Dan. He was very fancy. Yep. So, so he sort of he runs out of web fluid, which is a very old trope of the old Spider-Man cartoon in the day. And he goes, "Hang on, what's going on? That used to happen to me all the time." You get this flashback going. Oh, this is this is my first one of my first cases. This is the first thing I did. I remember now. That's why I look like this. I'm wearing my old costume. And why does everything look so two dimensional? And there was even a reference to the fact that he swam. Um, swung down the same street. Um, you know, it's like, I'm sure I just swung down this street, like reusing the animation cells like they did back in the day. Yeah, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? So he ends up chasing them. They get away. He gets them later on. And, you know, he fights them, does the quips, does the usual thing, saves them. But you know, they were driving a truck. So he ends up getting them out of the truck and beats them. And he tries to stop the truck, but breaks the steering wheel and ends up crashing off a bridge. And then he wakes up again. It's like there's a crash and then he wakes up and it's modern day animations back to normal. And he essentially goes, that was the past. Then we get a present. So he gets to redo what's, what's going on. Yeah, that sort of bank robbery with with the shocker again. And it's funny because I was watching this with my 11-year-old and he was a little bit confused and so was I because I didn't know who the shocker was. But the way the colour scheme of the shocker is, he's a little bit like Iron Man. And my son turned around to me and went, why is Iron Man robbing a bank sort of thing? But no, he's stopping the shocker from robbing the bank. Yep. So he ends up going, grabbing the shocker, capturing him again. It's all well and good. But the crowd turn on him because you've got J. Jonah Jamison doing his bit. Like he's got big TV billboards everywhere and he's talking about how Spider-Man's a menace and this and that. And because they did damage, because he stopped the shocker from running away, but there was damage done and all this and they blame Spider-Man for it. So even on Christmas Day, he's causing all this grief and everything. And the crowd turn and going, yeah, Spider-Man, you're a menace. You're terrible. And he's like, fuck this. And then the little evil cherub on his shoulders like, see, they, don't, they never appreciate you. They don't appreciate you. Why do you do all this? And that's when he, he decides to give up being Spider-Man. And we get this classic mm. moment where he's got the suit off, he's back to being Peter Parker, and he puts the suit in the bin and he walks away down an alley. And there is a classic, I think, Steve Dicto cover from the 60s of Spider-Man No More on the cover of the book where he's walking away with a discarded Spider-Man suit. It's iconic and famous. So he sort of gets that and that's the present dealt with. He goes to sleep, wakes up, and it's the future and there's a hologram aunt may talking to him saying hey peter wake up you've got a meeting with king goblin it's all well and good what are you doing and he wakes up and goes what's going on and he's living in this high rise it's parker industries high rise building and it's like oh i'm rich. Yeah, rather than being stark enterprises or whatever yeah so he's he's rich he's got everything he's he's got he's getting another he was getting another key to the city for his pollution tool that he invented and all this sort of stuff it's like oh wow this is amazing and next thing you know, Nova and Hawkeye came busting through the window and they're chased by 
goblin spider drone sort of people sort of like they're on spy you know goblin gliders and they're trying to capture them and they're going oh ever since you quit being spider-man goblin took over and he's now the goblin king and ever since you left he's he took he's done everything and then they get captured so spider-man goes i've got to put on my suit i've got to come back and that's when the cherubs are fighting on his shoulders again saying you can't go back it's like yeah you do you need to help them it's like no no you gave up that life look at everything you got you got everything it's all well and good and he goes no i can't i'm a hero i've got to do this puts on the spider-man suit turns up to the goblin's lair well it's not a lair he's you know he's got a big high-rise building and there's mjolnir there which is like thor's hammer captain america's shield there's all these trophies falcon's wing trophies of the fallen fallen superheroes that he's taken yeah yeah, because he wasn't there prizes of war yeah so he, he ends up they have a big fight he ends up beating him it's all well and good it's a typical, you know, it's a superhero cartoon and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. He goes, this is, you know, what are you doing? I gave you everything. And then the cherub starts talking to him again, the evil cherub. It's like, what what, what happened? He goes, you just played into his hands. That's everything he wanted. And it's like, what? And it turns out to be there's a Marvel character called Nightmare, who's like a a demon from a dream realm or something like that. So he has no power in the real world, but in the dream world he does. And he was trying to manifest himself in the real world and using Spider-Man to do that. But Spidey ends up yep. realizing, oh, that's what you are. I gave you everything. I gave you a dreams of what you could have. If you just gave up being Spider-Man, that would have been enough. You could have done it. Why did you do it? And he goes, because it's not me. I'm a hero. That sort of stuff. So then they have a big fight and that's all well and good. And then he wakes up with Nova, you know, saying we're all good. And he goes, what day is it? What day is it? It's still Christmas. <laughs> you know, you sort of, there's a few tropes of the Christmas yep. carol in there. And they're going, yep, yeah, it's all good. It's like, oh, I've got to get out my present still. It's like, we've got one for you, wrapped it and everything. It's all well and good. And it finishes up. They're at Peter's place with Aunt May, all the Luke Cages there, Danny Rand and all that. Squirrel girl. Yeah, they're all having fun, exchanging of gifts and everything. And there is a great nod to the Marvel Universe there because in the 70s when Luke Cage Power Man was a thing, he used to get around in a chain belt, a blue jeans, a yellow shirt undone to his navel, and a tiara. And... Basically, Danny Rand mixed up his gifts. So for one girl, it was meant to be a tiara, and Danny was and um, Luke Cage was meant to get, but football tickets. They got the wrong ones, and he goes, "Oh, if you got the football tickets, that means Luke got the." And there he is wearing the gold tiara, and it's like perfect. Wearing the tiara, yeah. And he yeah. goes, "This looks good." It's like, yeah, sweet Christmas. So it's all good. So is it traditional to the Christmas Carol? No. Did we deal with the past, present, and future? Yes, we did. Was there a redemption art? Yeah. Yes. Was it fun? I would think so. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I, I didn't think it was all that Christmassy. It was kind of like Christmas at the start, Christmas at the end, yeah. but the rest of the episode had nothing to do with Christmas. No, so it, it's not a strong Christmas carol in that way, but it did. there was enough there to go, I get what you're doing. Well done. I'll give you a golf clap for that. But yeah, so hmm. it's, like, it's, it's, it's not a strong entry into the Christmas carol, but it's there. So yeah, probably a couple of things we will mention about it. Mark Hamill does the voice for totally Nightmare, which I thought was pretty that, good. Yes. And J.K. Simmons obviously is J. Jonah Jemison as well. Which so yeah, he, he is just J. Jonah Jemison for me, no matter what he does. So yeah, I quite like the fact that those voices were very good. The kid that does Peter Parker is a guy called Drake Bell, who I have never heard of in my life before, but. It was good. I would probably, at a pinch, maybe watch some other episodes of this. I, I don't think my kids were overly enthused with it when they watched it, but, you know, it, it, it was what it was. I thought the animation was nice. I did like, as you say, the change of the animation when they went back to the earlier period. And, yeah, it was all right. I 
wouldn't say it was spectacular purely for the fact that it wasn't a Christmas carol and it wasn't Christmassy. But as, a, as an episode, it was pretty good. All right. Well, that's enough for now. So how about we leave you to your Christmas festivities? We'll be back to annoy you with some more Christmasness tomorrow. But until then, have a great one. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Sweet. Ha, 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 ha.